All right, if you got your Bible, let's go to Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18. Um, yeah, there's some people's houses you really like going to because when you go there, the fridge is full. <laughs> you know, there's some houses you go there and it's like, oh, it's empty. There's nothing here to eat. And I love the fact when you always come to God's house, uh, it's a full house. In fact, Psalm 36 says, Psalm 36 verse 8 says, they were abundantly satisfied, abundantly satisfied, get that, abundantly satisfied with the fullness of God's house. And I believe we're not going to go away still hungry tonight. I believe God's going to abundantly satisfy every need you have in your life. Come on, God's going to fill you up so that you're going to spill over this week. Come on, I'm believing in this service that there's going to be an overflow. We're not waiting for Shout 2021. Come on, we're living in what God has for us today. And God's got something massive for your life tonight. And if you got your Bible, let's go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should pray always, pray always, and never give up. Turn to your neighbor and say, pray always. And turn to your other neighbor and say, never give up. Come on, turn to the other neighbor again and say, pray always. And the other one, never give up. So we're to pray always and we're never to give up. And it says, he told a story. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I do not fear God or care about people. At least he's honest. And he says, but this woman is driving me crazy. I don't know if anybody's got a woman driving them crazy right now, but anyway. But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? How many on the earth will he find who have faith? Here, a dispute is brought before an unjust judge. And he hears this plea from this widow the first time, and he just totally dismisses it, totally ignores it. But the widow keeps on bugging him, bugging him so much that it makes him wary. And Jesus is saying in this verse, this is how we ought to pray. This is how, how we ought to pray. Knowing that we're not praying to an unjust God, but we're praying as God's elect. See, many people buy into the whole notion is that I pray once and then I just leave it in the hands of God, and if it's God's will, He'll bring about it in His time. But this parable is saying something contrary to that. Because that doesn't match what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, what I want you to do is I want you to ask, and I want you to keep on asking, and I want you to ask again, and I don't want you to stop asking until you see that come apart. See, see what God invites us to do is God invites each and every one of us to disturb His world. He says, because the unjust just says, because she wearies me, I will respond to her. How many know this is how housework gets done in a lot of families? Go clean your room. Oh, just wait a minute. Just wait. I've got to do something. No, go clean your room. 
go clean your room. And, and, and it's like, have you cleaned your room? Uh, go clean your room. How many know? Oh, just leave me alone, I'll get to it. No, no, go clean your room. Or it's, it's like this sometimes, my daughter said to me, Dad, and uh, you know, I'm busy doing something else and I don't respond. And, I, and, I go, and they go, Dad. And they go, Dad. Dad, Dad, still don't respond. And then they go, poo face. And I go, hey. <laughs> and I go, hey, I was just trying to get your attention. And they go, you respond to poo face more than you do dad. <laughs> but, but it's like this, whoever screams the loudest and the longest gets the most attention. And, and that's what Jesus is saying. Come on, I don't want you just to ask once and leave it in the hands. I want you to keep on asking. And here's the deal. God is motivated by the motivated. And, and many people don't see breakthroughs because they don't understand that our faith is actually manifest through our persistence. Come on, how many have got a friend who's just relentless? Uh, just totally relentless, just never gives up. You know, I know growing up, if I wanted something from my brothers, I just kept on asking, kept on asking them, kept on asking them, kept on asking them until they finally go, oh, shut up, take it away anyway. Yeah, and what we're going to understand is faith is demonstrated by what we are prepared to ask for. Here Jesus says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man returns, will he really find faith on the earth? Christian, I want to ask you is, will he really find faith in your life? How many things you ask, but you're given up on? Jesus says, always pray and never give up. Never give. See, I really believe in this season we need to acquire a conviction to ask God. The reason why a lot of us aren't entering into what we want in our heart, what we see in our heart, or what we know can be, is simply because we haven't asked God. And many of us, you know, we've stopped at the first no. Uh, and we get a no and we go, oh, well, too bad. But God's saying, no, I don't want you to stop at the first no. I want you to keep on asking. In fact, one time I we went to the movie and, and they said, oh, it's all sold out. You can't get a ticket. I said to them, I'm sure we can get a ticket. I'm sure you got a, a couple of extra speed seats. I know you reserve some. And, 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 and sure enough, we were able to get into that movie. Uh, but so many people just give up too early. You know, when it comes to flying on planes and different things, I always ask the question, is there any opportunity of upgrade? Often it's no, it's no. And I'm going, oh, I'm sure you can. You know, it's like, come on, you know. And sometimes just that little bit of persistence gives me that upgrade, which I'm thanking God for on a long haul flight. But so many of us don't enter into stuff because we stop at the first no. Oh, well, it was just never meant to be. It was just never meant to be. But, but God said, no, keep on asking. And if we can do that with people, God's saying, why don't you do that with me? Because I'll hear, and actually your faith is demonstrated by your persistence. You know, when God doesn't answer, in fact, sometimes God doesn't answer. You, you ask Him for something. And I, I find sometimes God asks, when you ask Him a question, He answers it with a question. How many know that can be frustrating? Yeah, you know, sometimes when you're asking God for breakthrough, it's like God's asking you, well, how much do you want this? How much do you really want this? Yeah, you know, is it in purpose? And, and for what purpose do you want this? Yeah, you know, what, what, what's the purpose of this? See, see, a lot of Christians don't have a problem believing God can. Uh, but a lot of believers actually have a problem believing God will. Many of us know God can heal. He can provide. He can save. But the question they have in, in a lot of their minds is, will he for me? 
See, see I, know, I know if I was to fall backwards, Scott on the front, he's strong enough to catch me. I'm not going to do it, by the way. Uh, I know he's strong enough to just, but he's strong enough to catch me. Now, now, if I was to do, do, do a trust fall at the back, if I was to trust fall, I'm not believing that he can. I'm actually believing that he will. And what am I trusting in? I'm trusting in his nature and his character. Not just in his strength, but in his nature and his character. I want to say you can trust in the nature and the character of God. Come on. Every word he will fulfill. Every promise in God is yes and amen. Come on, if you've got a promise in your spirit, you can count on God that it will come to pass. You just need to hold on. You need to pray and never give up. Come on, say, turn to your neighbor and say, pray always, pray always, and never give up. Come on, turn to the other person and say, pray always, and never give up. See, if, if something's given too easily, if it just comes easy, it's not valued to the same degree. Then if, if you had to work for it, I remember working for my first car. You know, I had nobody pay for my first car. I had to work for it. And so, you know, I used to wash that car because I, I worked hard for it. It was a Morris Minor 1000. You know, it, it was a special car. It was the first car I, I took. Well, I took Kathy out on a date, our first date in that car. Oh, Morris Minor 1000. Uh, top speed was 80 k's an hour. And on the motorway, it used to shake as well at 80 k's. But because I worked for it, it was valuable to me. To other people, it was just a piece of junk. But because I worked for it, it, there was value to it. And value is attached to whatever you work for. A lot of people, when things come easily, they don't value it to the same degree. That's why in a relationship, I believe, you know, in a, in a good relationship, there needs to be a little bit of wooing. Uh, some people just give in too easy. Oh, yes, take me. It's like, it's just like, if it comes too easy, you know, some people need to actually play a little bit hard to get. I think that's not a bad thing. Uh, that's actually a good thing because you've got to get to know the person. You don't want to just, you know, go out them because they look good. And it's like, man, you're awesome. You know, you look amazing, but you don't really know what they're like. You know, you, you don't know if they can hold down a job. You know, oh, they tell good jokes, but that's not going to pay your electricity bill when you... <laughs> uh, come on, yeah, you've you got to find out more about them. And there needs to be a wooing, a pursuit, to, so that you begin to understand. If it comes too easily, it's not valued to the same degree. And if you want value on your life, it's like, hey, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to know your worth. You know, I like the fact in the preparation to shout. Some people, you know, it's just last minute going to make a decision to come on Thursday night to shout. Uh, but there's other people who have been planning since last year's shout. In fact, there's an e-group in the Hawks Bay who have saved up $12,000 and they're trying to get 30 people to shout, paying for their accommodation, paying for their registrations, paying for their food. And they've done, how many know... When they enter that building, they're going to have a greater level of expectation than somebody who just thought, oh, I don't know, I haven't got much on tonight. I'm, oh, I think we'll go to shout on Thursday night. You know, in fact, a lot of people in Auckland really take the shout environment for granted because we don't need to get accommodation. We don't, it's in our hometown. And I want to say as a church, never take for granted what we have in our own backyard. Come on, never let familiarity set in because familiarity can actually stop a miracle coming your way. 
Come on, if you're pumped for what God's going to do at Shout, I want you to give him a big clap of praise right now. Come on. But it's the preparation and the expectation. It's more valuable. Think of the faith that impresses you the most. If somebody said a prayer, just God, give me this, and next minute, boom, answer. Yeah, you go, oh, that's cool. But if you heard a story of somebody who had faith that God would do something, that God would save their family, and they prayed for years, and they kept on praying, 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 and they never gave up, and then they saw a breakthrough. Whose of faith would impress you the most? It's the ones who held on in spite of you know, what was going on in their situation. When, when events would say the opposite to what they're believing for, that, 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 faith, is, 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 that faith is revealed. In fact, James puts it this way. In James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, now that goes right against the, the narrative of the world. Trials, joy, those two things don't go together. James, what are you being smoking? It's like, what's up? Joy, trials? You know, no, I, I don't want trials. I, I just want answered prayer. But here James says, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because know that the testing of your faith produces, what does it produce? It produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Here's the deal. If something's not tested, it can't be trusted. Aren't you glad that when you get on an airplane that the the pilot has gone through some tests? They didn't just wake up in the morning. They didn't eat their weak bits and find a license. And go, oh, I think I'll try flying today. You know, that, no, they've been through some rigorous testing. You know, eyesight, everything. You know, they've been through some tests. And because they've been through some tests, when you jump on that plane, what are you doing? You're trusting your life into their hands. What, what, whatever is tested can be trusted. You know, if you, you got your license, you know, hopefully we can trust you in your driving. Some I'm not sure about, but you know... You know, there's things that you go through and experience, and, and, and as you hold on, what happens is, is, is you can trust. And, and what happens is you grow and you mature to a point where it says you don't lack anything. Let perseverance complete its work so that you will be complete. Now, I, I want to say just to some people in this place, let perseverance complete its work. Don't push the eject button. Let, let perseverance, don't push the divorce button. Don't, don't push the bankruptcy button. Don't push the, the run, I'm just gonna run button. Don't, don't push the get me out of here button. No, let perseverance complete its work that, that you may be lacking nothing. See, see, God doesn't want you to escape as much as he wants you to overcome. We're overcomers by nature. You know, a lot of people want to escape from their situation. Escape. And, and God will never push you past your limits. 
The Bible says, Paul says in Corinthians, that he'll always provide a way of escape when temptation is great, too great for you. He'll provide that way of escape. But, but in the meantime, if he hasn't provided a way of escape, your role is to overcome. Your role is to conquer. See, escaping doesn't grow you, but overcoming develops you. I say that again. Escaping doesn't grow you, but overcoming develops you. And maybe right now God is developing something in you. If you're going through a hard time, if you've got some trials, you've got some tests, you can be encouraged, you can count it all joy, that God is growing you on the inside. Come on, how many needed that word today? How many feel a little bit encouraged because you've got some tests and you've got some trials, you've got some situations that you're up against right now. And I want to say God is using that situation to develop your faith. Uh, the second thing we need to know about prayer is, uh, the first one being that faith is demonstrated by what we're prepared to ask for. Second one is friendship does not guarantee answered prayer. Friendship does not guarantee answered prayer. How many know it's easier to ask a friend than it is a stranger? That's why network marketing's big. It's, it's all about your oikos. That's a Greek word for relationships, networks, friendships. You know, it's like that is the key. You know, if you can, if you know someone and that person knows somebody else, it's like you can have more influence than just a random stranger. Because if a stranger comes up to you, you go, I don't know you. I don't know if I can trust you. That's why they say in marketing, cold calling is hard. Cold calling is when you have no relationship, no affinity with that person. But you make a cold call and you try and establish a level of relation. But, but network marketing, when you've got a network and, and when you're, you're relying on relationship, you're more, more likely to get a favorable response from a friend. You know, come on, how many hate asking a stranger for directions? You know, just winding down your window, some of us just do it. But yeah, you know, where are we going? No, so, so often we try and figure it out for ourselves. Some of us are even scared to ask Siri for directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here's the deal. I want you to go, let's go to Luke 11 because I want to show you this. And because and Jesus says, Luke 11 verse 5, it says, then teaching them more about prayer. So what's he teaching them about? Prayer. He used a story again. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. By the way, that's rude. <laughs> it's like, suppose though, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, the door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed, I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking, if you keep knocking, this is in the Bible, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. I really believe what we need in the church right now is some shameless persistence. Yeah, when it comes to venues, believe me, we've got some shameless persistence. I've asked many venues, not just once, not just twice, not three times. In fact, we're going back to some venues and saying, hey, can we use it? And they go, no, we've already told you you can't, but we're going, going again. And I believe that is actually what God calls us to do. Uh, have some shameless persistence. Some of you invited your ch friend to church once and they said, no. 
You know, someone invited twice. In fact, Tegan's in church because because uh, 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 Josh Fusitor kept on inviting him time and time and time over and over again. And after a year, he thought, man, uh, you know, I like this guy. I better, you know, at least find out what he's into. Came along to church, gave his heart to Jesus. And so many of us give up so quickly because shame, shame. But here the Bible is saying, you know, because of your shameless persistence, the reason why we're in Spark Arena is because we're just being persistent year on year. We're believing that we're going to fill arenas, stadiums. One day stadiums are going to be filled with people lifting up the name of Jesus because our God deserves the biggest crowd. Come on, he, he deserves the best applause. If we're going to give Him some praise, let's give Him the praise that He's worthy of. Shameless persistence. Shameless. Some of you are shameless when it comes to clothing and getting shoes and getting different other things, but I really believe we need to become shameless when it comes to the purpose of God. Shameless persistence. And it says, and I tell you, then he goes on, next verse, and I tell you, keep on, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open your fathers if your children ask for a fish you don't give them a snake instead or if they ask for an egg you don't give them a scorpion of course not if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children how much more Come on, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I'm just saying, every, every time we get together, Holy Spirit, come, come. And I believe, God, when, when you say that in faith and with the expectation, a lot of people pray. They ask, not believing they're going to receive what they're asking for. But Jesus said, when you ask, believe you're going to receive what you're asking for. A lot of us can say empty prayers. Oh, God, you know, do this. But we don't really believe in our heart. But God said, if you're asking, believe you're going to receive what you're asking for. I really believe right now we need some people who have got a relentless, shameless persistence. Come on, we need to drive God crazy. Yeah, he says, this woman is driving me crazy. We are invited. What God's doing is he's inviting us to disturb as well. Do you know we prayed for seven years in prayer meetings before. God opened up a miracle for us to purchase the Mercury Theater. Seven years praying, praying, praying. Do you know we witnessed to my grandfather for 30 years who recently passed away. 30 years of witnessing to him. For 30 years before he ever made a response. Where have you given in too early? You know, some of us right now, we've just accepted conditions in our body and we think we're just gonna have to live with them. We're gonna have to take medication for them. And I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But, but, but what I'm saying is we need to come to God in faith and faith believing, not just accepting. Some of us are accepting right now the unacceptable. And we're just living with it and we think, oh, well, that's just part of my life. That's part of my being. But I believe God wants to, come on, ignite faith in your heart. He wants to put something inside of you that says, man, I can ask God for that. 
can, I, I can ask for God to do a miracle. And God doesn't just listen to Scott. God doesn't just listen to one or two or a few people. God listens to each and every one of us. We're his sons and we're his daughters. And he invites us to ask. But the third thing, if we could have the musicians up, the third thing is when we ask, we need to ask with the right motive. With the right motive. In fact, James puts this really well. He says, you have not because you ask not. In James 4, 3, it says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Simple. Come on, what are you believing for right now? A lot of people arrive at different places with no level of expectation. Absolutely no level of expectation. I'll just see what happens. Well, you don't have because you don't ask. How we should approach God is with expectation. He, he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And listen to this. And even when you ask, you don't get because your motives are all wrong. You want what will give, only what will give you pleasure. So many of us, you know, we're asking, but it's still too much about us. It's about me and my. And so we come to God, and in the end, we just want to use God for our, to meet our need. We want to use God for our victory. The right motive, you can understand, you can approach God with confidence if you're not just asking for yourself. You're asking in line with His mission and His purpose and His heart. Yeah, God wants to bless you. But any blessing that He gives me or He gives you, any blessing in my life is not for me. I'm meant to be a conduit of His blessing. And where I'm blessed, God's purpose is that I be a blessing to the people around us. Uh, around us. There's so many people that's like, bless me, bless me, bless me. And it's all for me. But God said, no, I want to get it through you. In fact, sometimes God won't get it to you unless He can get it through you. Now, for some people, go, oh, I can't do that because it's going to stop with you. Come on, how many have received salvation in this place but never shared their faith with another person? Some of you realize, you know, you're wondering why you're capped in your faith. You're wondering why you're not feeling it. It's because there's a blockage in your life. You've received this great salvation, but you're not passing it on. The whole kingdom message is when, when you receive something, freely you have received, freely you have received, now freely give. Come on, God gives us the freedom to ask. And, oh, I don't want to ask for that. I don't know if I've got the right motives. I, I say ask anyway. If your motives are wrong, you won't get it anyway. Yeah, maybe you just need to pray along the side. Search my heart, oh God. God, I just want what you want. And God, God, I'm asking for this. I'm asking for healing. I'm asking. I'm asking for everything. I'm asking. And I, I believe as you ask, as you pray, as you seek Him, as you, you know, God then aligns your heart motive. Many people go, well, I don't know if I've got the right motive. You know, I don't know if we should pray for healing. I don't know if it's God's will to heal. Rubbish. It's God's will to heal. Come on, it's God's will to heal. He wants to heal. He wants to bless your life. He wants to open doors for you. Come on. He wants you to live in peace and prosperity. 
You know, people go, prosperity? Yeah, the Bible says God takes pleasure in the prosperity of His people. If God didn't want you to prosper, get this, why would He take pleasure in it? Yeah, you know, God gives us, the Bible says, the power to get wealth. You know, God wants you know, to be with it. He wants you to have enough and, and more than enough so that you can engage in a greater way with His mission. Again, if God didn't want you to have wealth, why would He give you the power to get it? You've got to think it. And God calls us to us. Don't worry if you've got the wrong motives. God will work on them in the way. But our, we've got to come to Him and say, I ask, I'm asking right now. Not, not just for tens and hundreds of people to encounter God. I'm asking for thousands. Come on, our city, our nation needs it right now. We need to see a move of the Holy Spirit. We need to see a move of God. We need the people of God to be united in faith, united in praise. That's a song that we just sung. Come on, we need to be united, unified, because it's then and there God releases a blessing. Come on, I'm believing. I'm asking God. I haven't stopped asking God for a building. As much as God's provided this building and I'm thankful for it, I'm thankful. I know God's got something bigger, better, greater for us to meet in. Come on, I'm not giving up on my friend's salvation. I'm not giving up on my neighbors encountering God. I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm not giving up on their healing. I need to see. It may not have happened yet, but I'm not giving up. I know if God's done it before, He can do it again. And He calls us to us. Come on, what are you asking for? I really believe God's wanting to, to release just a cheeky faith. Yeah, a cheeky faith. It's just, yeah, you've got to be a little bit cheeky. Sometimes people are shy in the asking. Oh, I couldn't ask for that. I couldn't ask. No, I just feel like even when it comes to friends, you know, You've asked people to come to church once and you go, oh, I don't know if I could ask them to again. Might be a little bit rude. But sometimes, you know, it requires somebody to just push past the limit a little bit more and go, hey, you know, I just feel like I need to invite you. Yeah, or, or, or you ask. Yeah, some of you, when it comes to your job, you're stuck in a role, but you don't want to ask your boss for another role. And you're frustrated and you're whinging about your role, but you don't have the cheeky faith to believe that, that anybody could even open another door for you. It's just like, yeah, you're stuck there, but you'll never ask the question. Come on, what's the worst that could happen? They go, no. So many of us are so scared of rejection that, that we're not even prepared to, to even ask. Oh, what if they say no? They say no. Shake the dust from your feet and move on. You know, in the end, rejection is direction. You know, some of you, you know, if you liked a girl for a long time, you like somebody, you had your eyes on them for a long time, but you've never asked them the question. What are you, what's going to happen? Are they just magically one day going to come to you and say, oh, you're my man. You know, it's like, no, nothing's going to happen. You know, there's never a starting of a relationship unless there's a confession, unless somebody asks a question. Hey, do you want to go out for a coffee? Uh, by the way, I believe church is a great place to ask the question of other people. It's better than the club. It's better than the pub. It's better than other places. You know, I hope, you know, in, in church, they've at least been coming along for so, a while and God's moving in their life. They've got some character and, and they're wanting to serve God. This is a great place to find your life partner. Do I get name into that? It's a great place. But nothing's going to happen unless you ask the question. 
you got to put yourself out there. But some of us are so, oh, oh, I don't know what other people are going to think. Well, you'll be stuck there for a long time. Yeah, if your life's governed by what other people think, you'll never be able to move forward. And I really believe that sometimes there's open doors and people are wanting to, but a lot of people don't even know. They, they, they don't even know because they don't simply ask. God calls us to ask. How about standing to your feet right where you are? Cheeky faith. <laughs> Come on, where have you limited God because you're not asking? Come on, I really believe, Holy Spirit, just in this moment, if you just close your eyes and maybe lift a hand right where you are, I believe... God's going to actually prompt people in areas that they need to start asking God for breakthrough in. He's going to prompt you. There's something going to land in your spirit, maybe in relationship to family, maybe in relationship to, to other relationships, job, career, and maybe in relationship to provision. Come on, you need to ask God for breakthrough.